Welcome to Sell Less, Mean More. I'm your host, Yolanthi Gabri. The purpose of Sell Less, Mean More is to move entrepreneurs away from a hard sell hustling mindset and towards a more holistic business practice. I'm so glad you're listening. I'm looking forward to sharing many smarts with you. Welcome to Sell Less, Mean More. I'm your host, Delanthe Gabri, and this week I'm going to be speaking about writing a book. As some of you might know, I've recently launched my first book with Major Street Publishing. It's called 100 Days of Brave, and it's a cracking read, even if I do say so myself. In the last few weeks, I've had a lot of people ask me questions about the process of writing a book, what it's like becoming an author, those kind of questions. And I wanted to spend today devoted to really unpacking the process of writing a book and demystifying several aspects of it. I think the thing I'd love you to take away from today's podcast is really that when someone becomes an author, when you see their book on the shelf at Readings or Dimox or QBD, it's not because a gift from heaven in terms of someone reaching out from a publishing house and saying, yes, we choose you. You are now an author. You have the knowledge and the skills to write a book. That is not the reality of writing a book or becoming a published author. It really is the process of writing the book and then finding a publishing house or choosing to self-publish in a way that really matches your values. So let's begin at the beginning. It was always my goal to author a book. I am a commercial writer and I've always been a bit of a swat. So when I was at uni, I actually finished a degree in English at University College in Dublin, writing about nothing but Chaucer for about a year. So uh, in terms of research and literature and a love of the written word, that's my heartland. So it's not a really big surprise that I ended up becoming a commercial writer. But being a commercial writer and being a published author, well, they feel like two quite different things. So it was always ultimately my goal, I think, to become a published author. I really worked up to being able to submit a manuscript of around 60,000 words by working at it. Writing really is work. I think a lot of people feel that the muse comes to an artist and you do the work when the muse is sitting on your shoulder. I think that that is patently untrue. Being an artist is work and we need to create space in our lives to do that work. Sometimes we sit and we do work and we don't feel the muse. We don't feel inspiration flowing through us. But you know what? When we're doing that work, we're actually growing our muscles. We're connecting synapses in our brain to allow us to really engage with the muse when they do arrive. And it's from the regularity and commitment to our work that larger pieces of contribution like books or fine art or sculpture or amazing recordings, that's where that work is born. So. I think it's important that if you're wanting to learn to write, you work out a way to train yourself to do so. Now, I would say my training regime consisted of, A, being a commercial writer. So by virtue of the kind of work I do, I am regularly researching and writing pieces of around, you know, 400 words to 1,500 words. But the thing I think that really helped me learn how to write longer form content is a event that happens online every year. And it's called NaNoWriMo. So that stands for National Novel Writing Month. National Novel Writing Month, it's an American project. You can sign up online 
And it teaches you that you have the capacity to write a 60,000 word work in a month. Now, I know that sounds shocking. It sounds like a lot of work. And it looks like when you're at the bottom of a huge mountain and you can't imagine how you could possibly get 60,000 words out of yourself in 30 days. But I tell you what, NaNoWriMo, it's a process I've been through twice. And when you're in that workspace, the grind of writing, the things that you come up with sometimes, they're quite amazing. And you break down your word count contribution into a certain amount of words each day. So I think for me, it was like 1,400 words on my novel that I split into a morning writing session and an evening writing session. The thing I love about NaNoWriMo is it's the opposite of perfectionism. It lets you know that part of writing is just kind of sticking to it and you have proof of concept because at the end of that month, you're probably going to have that 60,000-word document. And even if it's like 60,000 words, it's 40,000 words. And for most people, that is more than they've ever written in their lives. So becoming a long-form writer as you work towards being an author is just like learning to weightlift. You start with little weights and you get stronger and you get stronger. And before you know it, you feel that you have the capacity to write a book. So 100 Days of Brave actually came to me conceptually in a dream. I remember very clearly waking up one night and having this phrase, 100 Days of Brave, in my mind and thinking, gosh, that sounds good. Sounds very powerful. And I nipped downstairs and I got out my notebook and it was almost like automatic writing. I was able to write the full structure and spine of the book in terms of the three trimesters that make up the 100 Days of Brave experience. I was able to make clear notes about all the core things that I knew that other people who wanted to be entrepreneurs needed to know. Now, it would be easy to say that that dream was like, ooh, a gift from the muse, but it wasn't. It was actually my subconscious delivering on a desire that I had had to write this thing for a really long time. 100 Days of Brave is a book which is broadly speaking instructional. It helps you run a business or begin a business that you're going to love in three months. I was only able to write that work because I had been a professional writer and a business owner for a decade. I had lived that experience and I had obviously put an order into my brain at some point saying that Yelanthi wanted to write a long form book and ka-ching, at some point it came up with the receipt and I was able to really deliver on that promise to myself. So there's definitely an element of inspiration and intention, but at the core of writing a book or indeed any good work, it's actually that focus on becoming an expert that takes many years and gives you the authority to write a meaningful work for others. People often ask me how long it took to write 100 Days of Brave. I would say that in total, the process of writing the book was about 18 months, but that was broken up into intense bursts. I certainly wasn't writing the book for 18 months. I know that if you want to write anything that is valuable and long form, you need to give yourself the space to actually focus on that. Now, I wrote this book before I had a daughter, but I think that when I write my next book, I will need to approach it with the same sense of intention and I will need to take myself away physically in order to complete the work. So over the 18 months, I sometimes hold uh, workations for me and my colleagues where we go down to, oh, we went to Queenscliff on workations, we went to Aries Inlet, we went to Anglesey and we'd go for a week at a time and my colleagues would do their normal work and I would write my book. So that is how I was able to write 100 Days of Brave whilst also running a business. But I'll tell you what, the biggest part of the work of having a published book is not really the writing. 
I'm expecting that if you're an author, whether it's uh, fiction or whether it's educational material, that you are a subject expert, whether you have a, a really deep story to tell and you know where you're going or whether you are a thought leader in a space. So you've kind of done that work. So it's not the sharing of your knowledge that is the tricky bit. It's finding a publisher that matches your values. And I would say that this is the thing that took the most effort. I'm extremely proud to work with major street publishers. They're the perfect home for me as an author. It's run by Leslie Williams, and she is just so warm, and she is very, um, she was immediately open to 100 Days of Brave as a concept and very enthusiastic. I felt very supported by her and her colleagues, Will and Eleanor. Um, so love working with Major Street. But before I had the good fortune of meeting Major Street, here's how my story to publishing went. So being a marketer, I knew that I needed to present 100 Days of Brave in the most commercial way possible in order for a publisher to, to think that my book was interesting enough to invest in. So I spent time producing a very commercial ebook presentation for another leading Australian business bookhouse, which was initially successful, and I went some way towards working on publishing with them. We were in negotiation for what felt like quite a while, though, and having never published a book before, I honestly couldn't say whether that period of time was, was too long or normal. I'd say now that it was probably too long. I think that we were in negotiations for like eight or nine months. I went to a second stage with this publisher where I needed to produce another document that was more detailed, that really went into my target markets and the audiences that would want to uh, to purchase the book um, and effectively the research that I had done in order to show that the book was a, a valuable offering. So I don't do anything by halves, as many of you would know, and I again took myself for, away for a week to Bendigo and I had a cute little hotel room and I completed this ideation piece to the very high standard. It was a banging document, let me tell you. But what I was kind of surprised about was the level of detail they wanted about my marketing plan. They made it, I'd say, quite clear that they expected that the author would carry the success of the book fairly heavily on their own capacity for influence and on their own marketing investment and schedule. Now, that makes perfect sense to me as a marketer, and it's also true. But they wanted a very formal plan. Now, I'm a marketer. I own a digital strategy agency called Ruby Assembly, and that's what I sell. And I sell that for thousands of dollars. It's an important piece of knowledge that a business will want. So I really wasn't willing to provide them with a playbook to commercial marketing of a business book without a commitment from them. Ultimately, they decided I wasn't a good match for them. Principally, they didn't really like the name of the book. Suck on that. It's an awesome name. And they also felt that I probably wasn't influential enough. Again, wrong. Anyway, that's fine. <laughs> so I then explored the idea of self-publishing because I'm a relentless kind of person. I participated in a writer's workshop with Hay House, which are a woo-woo publishing house that I dabble in a little bit of woo-woo sometimes, as you'll know if you have read 100 Days of Brave. So that writer's workshop was mostly about the process of self-publishing. Now, self-publishing is definitely a route that you can go down. It is just as expensive, if potentially not even more expensive than working with a publisher, and it has its own set of costs and risks. But the important thing to know here is that if you can't work with a publisher for whatever reason, that investment in yourself and your book, it's still really valuable. So it, it just has a, a cost to it. After that, 
I hadn't progressed any further with self-publishing and pandemic hit. And then a couple of years passed by and I was really consumed by keeping my business flourishing during the pandemic. I divorced, I remarried, I had a baby. Man, I was busy. So I wasn't really focused on 100 Days of Brave. I was focused on being brave myself. And then last December, I was going through my desktop computer and I was doing a file clean out. And I saw my proposal, the beautifully detailed piece that I'd gone to Bendigo to write. It was gorgeous. It was so complete. It was full of video. It was hyperlinked to bejesus. It was a dead set winner. I was so proud of this work. And I decided that my spotting this piece of material and having a bit of fuel in my tank at that point, I decided it was a bit of a call to action from the universe to contact another publisher. And then I contacted Major Street Publishing. And they emailed me back within half an hour saying that they thought my book was interesting and that they wanted to meet with me. A week later, I had a publishing contract and six months later, 100 Days of Brave is in stores. Now, that sounds like a Cinderella story. Maybe it is in a way, you know. It was like I was waiting for the right time for my book to come out at a time where I had the bandwidth to be able to share myself fully with an audience who'd really be relying on my knowledge and my capacity to safely lead them through a process that is a bit nerve-wracking. Running a business can be a bit nerve-wracking. So what I really want you to understand from this podcast is that publishing is really an investment in self, and it is ultimately achievable for everybody. It's just the level of quality that you're going to be able to achieve that differs. A partnership with a great publisher is so important and so valuable. But you also need to understand that even if you're publishing with a great partner, that you're going to be making a substantial investment in bringing your book to life. I would say I have spent at least twenty-five dollars to $35,000 making 100 Days of Brave a reality. So that's some serious backing of myself. And to break that down, that's broken into, you know, my contribution to the publishing process, which takes into account editing, internal PR, the book itself, the launch a website that also focuses on e-commerce, posters and a promotional products for events, audiobooks. It's not cheap and nobody gives it to you. But is it worth it? Yes. I would say that I feel a huge amount of satisfaction and achievement from having invested in this process over a number of years and having taken the leap into backing myself and bringing 100 Days of Brave to the world. So legitimacy is at the core of every marketer's remit. Legitimacy is built through repeated messaging, visual language, and sharing of information. And there is almost nothing, except for, say, video, that provides more legitimacy than a book. Business is really an exercise in contribution, and that's just the work that you're doing on your business. Like, before you even begin working on your client's business, You're giving out so much to your audience via your podcast, your website, your Instagram, your TikTok, however it is that you influence. And here's the thing. I'm a published author. I made that happen. Nobody gave me anything. It doesn't matter how legitimate or senior I am in the space of communications or social media or digital strategy or female mentoring. I had to make this happen for myself. I found amazing partners to support and work with me and they are my journeymen. They are part of the process. But if you want to be an author, you need to work for it. You need to contribute to it. And with some of the numbers that I've, I've spoken about in terms of investment, um, you know, twenty five dollars to $35,000, 
this is something you can do and perhaps you can do uh, with a smaller budget by saving for the process. If you don't feel like you yourself can get yourself to a 60,000 word document, you can work with a book coach who can help you get there. If you want to self-publish, that's definitely a route you can choose. Again, it's not necessarily inexpensive. None of this is inexpensive, but the benefit that writing a book, if it is in your soul to deliver that as part of your legacy to life, it's second to none. So I want you to know that writing a book isn't magic. It's years of working towards specialization so you can actually share knowledge with others. It's training yourself to write through the process of shorter pieces, longer pieces, experiments in long form like NaNoWriMo. It's giving yourself the space to write because, you know, there's a reason why the amount of quote-unquote great women writers number fewer than men. It's because the ladies were taking care of dinner and changing the toddler's nappies. You know, we need space to write. It doesn't happen without planning. And of course, investing in the resources to attempt to do the thing properly. So that's my story of writing a book. I want you to know that you can do it. It's just like going and entering a weightlifting competition or like a bodybuilding competition and eating a lot of broccoli and chicken. My version of broccoli and chicken was NaNoWriMo and like a decade of of writing and networking really hard and presenting myself in a commercial way. I can do it. You can do it. If you've got the story, please do write it. Please visit 100daysofbrave.com to learn more about my brilliant book. Um, We've got a kick-ass playlist to power you through the three trimesters of the experience. We have a private Facebook group where your peers who are building their businesses, you know, they ask questions of each other and they support one another. We've also got a really awesome playbook that you can download from the website. It's all there for you if you're curious about building a business you love in three months. If you have questions about writing a book, fiction or nonfiction, I'd love to hear them. And I'd love to respond in perhaps another podcast I'll have on the process of writing a book or perhaps working with a publisher. I'll have extensive links in the show notes for today. And I hope you've enjoyed today's solo podcast. I'm Ilanthi Gabri. I'm the author of 100 Days of Brave. And I'm also the host of Sell Less, Mean More. Thanks for listening. Listening.